We have players coming in. We have players returning. So we have a lot to talk about today's edition of Locked on Seminoles. David, let's ride. You are Locked on Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome back to another edition of Locked On Seminoles. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Drake here. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, lines than ever before because Bet Online is where the game starts. As always, I'm joining the stream yard by my co-host, my boy, the homie, Mr. David Wise. Dave, what's going on, my guy? Drake, uh, I'm I'm happy to return for another episode. Happy for each of you to be listening to us. And I am happy that our entire football team is basically returning for next year. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. Oh, it's gonna be great. Before we do that, let's talk about a player that maybe the audience doesn't know too much about. And that is Mr. Daryl Jackson Jr., aka the defensive tackle coming in from Miami. He was teammates with Joshua Farmer back in high school. He's actually moving back up closer to home to be closer to family. Dave, I know you did a little bit of the research, a little deeper, uh, a little bit of a digging when it comes to stats and how the kid performed overall. He yeah. was a Maryland transfer before, so be, he'll be applying for a waiver. Coach, can you tell me a little bit about Mr. Daryl Jackson Jr.? Yeah, sure. So Daryl Jackson, Jackson started every game for Miami last year on their interior defensive line. He is a... He is a starter uh, quality player, and that's going to be important because uh, we're going to need players on the interior defensive line. We've talked about this, that being one of the needs that we want to see addressed through the transfer portal. And my God, that took all of 48 hours after the transfer portal opened for basically for us to land such a player. Uh, he Daryl Jackson's a solid player. Um, he's he was the best tackler on Miami's defense. Um, he He's solid on run defense. Overall, he graded out at 72.4. Um, that, that's the kind of production that we needed to land. Like, like remember what we said uh, a couple days ago. We needed to replace the guys that are leaving with guys that are equal to or better. And I'm not going to say that he's equal to or better than like necessarily a Fabian Lover or Robert Cooper or anything like that. That's not what I'm saying. But com- compared to the other guys on the roster right now, uh, maybe on the interior defensive line, I think he's probably better than what we had as options to start at defensive tackle. So we're getting a guy that I think right away is a plug and play. That's exactly the way we need to be using the transfer portal at this point, not just for depth, but for impact players. And this is an impact player. No, I mean, you're absolutely right. He's someone that was a key core piece and anchor on the defensive line. That was probably one of the few bright spots for the Miami Hurricanes this past season alongside with Leonard Taylor. Uh, this is a kid that had overall 27 total tackles, 11 of them unassisted, and he also had three sacks. The three sacks number is very, very important. Also list two as well because mostly interior pass rushers aren't typically known or expected to have that kind of effect on the game where it comes to sacks. I mean, the only person, the only defense tackle I can think of that has a lot of those sacks is what Aaron Donald. I think is the only one. Not even right. Vince Wolfork was like he was. 
he would pressure you in there, but he wasn't the sack, the sack daddy. Yeah. So Daryl Jackson Jr., someone to come into because Robert Cooper is one of the individuals that has exhausted his eligibility for the remainder of his college career. Baby and love it. We're still waiting the war to see whether or not he can, he will be coming back. So this get of DJJ is honestly quite it's a it's a great gift for Odell Hagan's staff. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, one one number I didn't mention: eleven quarterback hurries. That would be I think fourth or fifth on Miami's team. And from the interior defensive line, like you said, that's not necessarily something you expect. Um, so while the sack numbers aren't like in the dozens or anything like that, uh, that's that's not something you expect out of the interior of your defense. So the fact that he's getting pressure on quarterbacks, the fact that he's shorthanded at tackling, and the fact that he's good against the run, um, that that is something that uh, bodes well for our run defense next year and in general at least one of those two slots is filled like 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 you just said so if Fabian Lovett does come back that's a good one too and I think we we would have our starters locked in which is you know we're still waiting but at least one of the two spots filled with somebody that I think we can rely comfortably on we're in a great spot again Drake and and we have a lot more players to talk about that are coming back not not just the transfers so this defense is setting up to be potentially something special next year, I think. No, it really is. And also defensive tackle, I think, was one of the spots where you and I said that we needed to hit the transport hard with. And it's kind of nice to see that the first domino has fallen with that. And I fully expect more players. We'll talk about like towards the end of the show, the kids that we'll be hearing about with. I think Jaheim Bell is one of the tight ends from South Carolina. He's the one coming in to visit. Jeremiah Byers, the offensive tackle from UTEP, he as well is contemplating if it's or or he is already visiting. But it just goes to show like how aggressive the staff is in the portal and how good they are actually doing that when it comes to acquiring talent for business need. And like you were saying, they're able to take a nine-win season and relay that understand that now it's time to go big game hunting when it comes to uh, filling these roster spots out. Yeah, so don't get distracted by the fact that this isn't like a five-star high school recruiter or anything like that. He's good. He's, really he's good. good. He's good. We need to be filling this roster with players who who can compete to start and be reliable. And that's that's exactly what this is. So everybody should be excited about this. Doesn't need to be the number one defender on everybody's team that we get in the transfer portal. It needs to be guys that we can count on that are going to start for us or or really push the returning starters hard for potentially unseating them. That's that's what we're doing here. Mike's doing a great job and uh, th- th- this won't be the last of the tra- the impact transfers coming in. I mean, listen, man. For every every Anthony Rizzo, you need a Ben Zobris. You need the utility guy. You need the David Ross. You need a solid. You know, you always need the five star player. You know, Anthony Rizzo for a few years ago. Not Anthony Rizzo now. What I'm saying, but overall, you do need those solid players to fill out death wise. Because what we've seen for college football teams as a whole, the best teams aren't only you know creaming the crop at the top. But when you go down to the second player, their second teamers, and sometimes third teamers, you're still able like not to skip a beat, and that's why a game like this is so important. That is right, Drake. The cream of the crop at the top. That is what we have coming in here. And Drake, I believe you have some cream of the crop to tell our folks about today. Well, I do, and that's our friends over at Bet Online. Because remember, folks, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet our latest sports action, and also your number one source for. Sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. But it's the time of year again, the favorite day. It's the Fade Dave segment of the day of the week of the month of the millennium. David, yeah. the Orange Bowl is especially orange this year. 
you have the Clemson Tigers as a six and a half point favorite against the Hendon Hookerless Tennessee Volunteers. So, David, yeah, I gotta admit you don't have much to say about this one, but what do you take in this game? Oh, I have a lot to say actually. Uh, the fact that Hendon Hooker uh, I, I didn't receive more Heisman votes was confusing to me. Um, criminal, criminal, to be honest. Single-handedly made that team what they were throughout the year, and what they were throughout the year was a team that was in the hunt for the playoffs after decade, couple decades of just complete suckage. Clemson, I think, what they are totally depends at this point on what you're getting at quarterback. If if you're getting the K Clubnik we just saw in the AC championship game, I hate that team and I don't want to play them um for a couple of years. Although I think next year, even with Clubnik, we're gonna we're gonna be just fine with this defense we have coming back. But in I'm this not matchup, about the kid, to be honest with you, but this is me. Okay. Well, in this matchup, uh, I, I gotta imagine your role with Clubnik, and I expect him to be better than what Tennessee rolls out at quarterback and probably by a touchdown or more. So I'm taking Clemson in that one, given the points. So, folks, fade Dave, take Tennessee plus six and a half, or ride with Dave at Clemson minus six and a half. Because, folks, remember, bound line is where the game starts. And we're back. We are rocking and rolling here on Locked On Assembles. We want to thank you each and every single one for making us your first listen each and every single day. David, yeah. players are coming back. They're running it back for one last time or to finish the climb, as we've seen with the Balzan Collective, the graphics they've been putting out. The Balzan Collective has been a group that's primarily focused on player retention and retaining the players they want to keep probably from hitting the portal or also from hitting the NFL. And yesterday, we, oh, sorry, yesterday or the past few days since I last talked to you, we had several players come back. Fill us in the folks. Fill the folks in on what you, uh, what you make of the, um, the kid coming back. Man, the, the, the... What a flurry or a barrage of news the last couple of days of, of just the best news. Um, fill me fill in the gaps of what I'm missing here. So obviously Jordan Travis is coming back huge. We talked about that. Micah Pittman is coming back at receiver. Um, he was kind of a, a, a little bit of the glue of that offense um, and, and of special teams this year. You could you could rely on that guy. He's, that is a great player to have coming back. Little bit of the soul of the team. Yeah, he's um, a morale booster too. Also, Loki, his YouTube page is he's he's pretty funny. I'm not gonna front. He is pretty funny, but more important than that, that dude okay. gives <laughs> a, a thousand percent every play he's out there on the football field. And I love that. Um Robert Scott Marie Smith coming back on the offensive line. That's big. Continuity on this line, a line that's improved year over year. I think continuity is important unless you have a guy coming in through the transfer portal that's like you know, some kind of five-star kid from Iowa or pretty much anyone at Iowa on the offensive line. Uh, so, unless it's somebody like that, um, we we need to be returning guys who have demonstrated the ability to improve and to play at at least some kind of decent level. I think getting both of them back is really important for the protection of Jordan Travis next year. So I still expect us to hit the portal at the offensive line. I do. And, and potentially even going back to Micah Pittman at receiver, but I, I, getting those couple guys back at that spot is so important. And to be clear, that's just the offense. I think we're waiting on. No, no, no. We're not done on offense. Trey Benson coming back. I'm about to say that you forgot the one of the most important pieces of the entire like news yesterday. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't expect that, frankly, because running backs 
they only have so much tread on their tires. I mean, what is the average age? What is the average duration of a running back's uh, career in the NFL? It's probably a few years on average. I would. So I want to. I want to say it's a little bit around higher than three years because primarily the average uh, duration of, of a player's career in the NFL is 2.9, 2.8 years, which fun fact, uh, you are eligible for, I guess, benefits from the NFL once you play, once you total three years of playing. So uh, you can do the math and do the reasoning for that math in your head if you want to. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so, and, and, and that's why I thought it made sense for Trey Benson to go pro. Like he had his breakout season. I think he made himself draft worthy. Um, not necessarily like, first few days of the draft but i think he earned himself a shot on an nfl roster and i i just thought that that was that that was an easy formula in my mind but the fact that he's come back it feels like it feels like everybody on this team i mean we still have a couple guys left to make decisions a couple big fish from from this team but it feels like everybody got together and was like you know what let's try to do something really special um because we're capable of that but we're going to need the squad and just one by one, the dominoes are falling. Um, we 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 need to hear from Johnny Wilson. We need to hear from oh Johnny Wilson's coming back. I think he, that's that's not even a, like a question. Is it okay? All right, so we're yeah, good there. Re- remember, he signed with Ryan. Ryan speak like a month and a half ago. I I hear you. Okay, so okay, so we're good on Johnny Wilson. We still have a couple guys left. I mean, I, the couple guys we have left, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to expect to come back. I think we're still waiting on Jared Burris and Fabian Lovett on the defense, turning to that side. Um, we have gotten some good news on the defensive side too, though, to be clear. Um, Tatum Bethune coming back, also a little surprising to me because he was our best linebacker by far, turned a linebacking unit that for years we had laughed at. And just, just we always did these shows where we talked about the two biggest things we needed FSU to fix. And it was always receiver and linebacker. And here we are in a spot where not only did we bring in a linebacker who was so impactful that he changed the performance of the entire unit, but he's willing to come back for another year to do it all over again. And he's not alone in that venture because you can call him a linebacker. You can call him whatever you want. Kalen Deloach is coming back too. He announced as well. And a, a couple guys like that coming back, uh, Kalen Deloach, if you may recall this year, became like a human torpedo. That that dude added like five miles an hour to his speed, apparently, because he was his closing speed unreal. His side his sideline to sideline and closing speed. That kid has put in some work because he popped off the screen for us this year. So for ha- to have him come back, um, to have Tatum Bethune come back. We also have Renardo Green coming back. Um who, Jerry, who and, jo- Jerry and Jones coming back too as well. I think as yeah. I Portier, Pat Payton, uh, Joshua Farmer. And those are also, I think, equally important because those are players that did show like consistent, like nice flashes and nuts. Yeah. That's what you got to worry about now in the transfer portal too, where, where it comes to other teams, other programs, kind of get into the ear of not only these kids, but kind of like they're in a circle, like who helps them make decisions to actually go somewhere else for a higher payday. And that's really important that we're able to retain someone like like Patrick Payton to me is going to be a star in this in this league, and that's someone that you really need to keep. Joshua Farmer, same thing too as well. I also I'm just I just like Joshua Farmer a lot. He's a part of one of my favorite players. But to overall to me that's that's a really good sign to see because right now it's player retention is extremely important, and I think what the Balzan Collective is doing is a great job right now. I completely agree, and Drake, we have a lot more to talk about this, but first I want you to talk to our folks about something they need to hear right now. Well, folks, thank God that I actually don't need to hear another ad read from myself for Dave. So we'll be back in 60 seconds when we have one from our sponsors. 
Okay, Dave, we are back. Judging by that face, you're not happy I didn't give you the heads up that there was another ad read, but I'm going to hand over the ball to you. Please take us home. Yeah, I, I want to talk about something you just touched on that's super important. With this transfer portal era, we're now in, in we're now in a spot where even even players we have coming back who just had great seasons who aren't draft eligible, for example, or who who need another year, you have to worry about everyone leaving through the transfer portal. Like there is, I don't want to say there's no such thing as loyalty anymore in college football, but if a player has a good season, other schools are going to come knocking with offers of money for them to transfer. And in all likelihood, it's going to be more money than they were getting previously here. So we now have to compete, not just with like our high school recruit, the guys we're recruiting in high school, the guys we're recruiting through the transfer portal. You have to, it is a completely separate third category of retaining your own players. Like, like, there's going to be some players who want to transfer out because they're not happy with their playing time. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about your players that you had no doubt were going to come back that just suddenly got an offer for a half a million dollars from some school and were like, I'm out. So it is critical that we have that we have these collective that we have a collective, like you mentioned, uh, that is out there trying specifically to retain players, because I think that's probably one of the more unheralded aspects of the transfer portal era in general and, and of what Mike Norvell's so far been able to do here, because some of these guys that have come back, I don't think, I, I think it would have made sense for them to either leave for the draft or some guys that we probably didn't think about like a Pat Payton. I, I it, it didn't cross my mind that he might transfer out because you're right. He is going to be a star here. He already started to show it this year, but had we not done that retained him, uh, who knows the offer he would have gotten in the transfer portal from some desperate school like Texas A&M or something like that. Not specifically them, but you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. somebody would have thrown money out, out at him because someone else saw that tape that we saw. I mean, Dave, you're extremely good at your job. You're someone that, you know, has gone from, you know, one law firm to another. Whenever, you know, you've gone like a, done a big case and like that, you've been emailed, you've gotten the, 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 the heads up from like some headhunters or like some yeah. recruiters. Uh, this is nothing different than that. What once you showcase that you actually have solid talents or potential, there are going to be other people, other uh, programs that are going to be after you for your services. So college football, especially with now with the way NIL is set up, also was well with the transfer portal. Um, it makes it a lot easier for that to happen, and so it's something that's you know quite frankly it's not super surprising. Um, and it's like you're saying with Patrick Payton, Joshua Farmer. So the battles and specifically focused on retaining these players, retaining these athletes is extremely important to make, not only maintain the consistency of the program, but also maintain the culture of the program too as well. It's very difficult that once you leave, when someone leaves the program that you already know is a fit here, it's hard to actually go back in the portal and find someone that is automatically a fit here when you have to go get an extra piece or two when you lose someone. Yeah, so keep, keep it in mind. I think this is the kind of perspective we need. Um, Miami's Miami's recruiting class is is pretty good. Like they're bringing in some some blue chip players. Um, Bro, it's like top. It's like top seven. Here's my question. Here's my question. Would you rather have a four star defensive end right now from high school, or would you rather have Patrick Payton? I'd rather have Patrick Payton. You would. Already, you already, know already, he is. Yeah. Right. So it takes the guessing out of it. The the, the 
the knowing what he is has been done. That's the uncertainty with all of the high school recruiting. You you have tape, but you know you never know. Like there have been five star busts. Um, DJU hasn't exactly lit it up at Clemson, so you know there's there's still that element of not knowing with high school recruiting. That's why I think the transfer portal is 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 alluring to a lot of people who don't like the fact that we're paying a lot of money to these kids when we don't know what they are. Trans retaining your own players. I think, like you said, is so important for continuity and for the culture of this team. And the culture of this team is exactly why these kids want to stay here. Mike Norvell has done an incredible job at selling these kids on on his vision and on why it makes sense for their careers to come back. And and obviously what we're building, which next year, I think it's ACC championship or bust with with how many players have announced their return. So couldn't couldn't be more excited about some of this unexpected news, Drake. I mean, dude, it's it's quite frankly, it's pretty wild because I did not expect some of these kids to come back here. Um, I'm all about, you know, going, getting your bread, getting your money, getting your chicken right. But to me, like seeing like Tatum Bethune was someone that my brother, when he like he transferred over, he was like, y'all got a good one. And he was exactly right with Jared Verse coming in. I am still of the belief, like you're saying, Jared Verse, I think he's better off going to greener pastures and going to the NFL, especially after the injury he suffered. But he also could have got, not gotten the grade, the wrong grade that he wanted. Fabian Lovett, I think for family reasons, he should, probably should go to the NFL. But if someone's able, but apparently his grade, I think draft stock wise, is like towards the, the back half of day three. So maybe, just maybe, you actually make more money when you actually get a, um, if you're given a package to, to basically stay here, at the, stay here at FSU. So to me, overall, I think you just, you keep it that way. And like, it's really good to actually have you know people kind of fully focus on this mission, this endeavor, because, like you said, it's not often talked about. It's a little difficult, and it's quite frankly, we're doing a great job of it. Yeah, everybody on this team seems to be on the same page. They all seem to be pulling the rope in the same direction. And when you have that going on, and you infuse that with with talent that can compete with your rivals and the better teams in the country, you're going to become one of the better teams in the country. And I think that's that's right the spot where we are. So go out and win your 10th game this year. Sell that to some more transfers. And I think you are well on your way to an ACC championship uh, team next season uh, with, with one of the highest performance and highest talent level rosters probably in the conference next year. If you can really infuse this with some more talent in the transfer portal and maybe keep one more surprise guy or two, we'll see. I think there's a few more surprises from there. I think we'll hear some more players from the portal. We're talking about like Kyle Morlock is going to be one. I would love to get the, uh, now I know his name, is Fentrell Cypress, the defensive back from Virginia. I think that's a kid that you really need to kind of put your eye on because defensive back-wise, we did retain Renato Green. We did retain Jaron Jones. However, I too truly believe we need the one at least shutdown corner to kind of help out between the two. But that is enough for today. David, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I want to thank the folks personally for myself. We thank each and every single one of you for Locked On Samuels for listening each and every single day. And all for all love and support. And Dave, take us home. Everybody, thank you so much for being here. I love you. I appreciate you. We could not do this without you. And I could not be more thankful to each and every one of you for the, our podcast. Find us anywhere you find your podcast. Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, Google Play, all the places. For the YouTube, please like the video if you like the video, which you should because I'm talking about us being good. Positivity today, folks. 
Um, subscribe to the channel, please, and ding that little bell at the top. Turn your notifications on. It will let you know when our episodes drop. And leave us a comment, please. Who are you most excited about coming back next year? What are your thoughts on all of these returning players that maybe you didn't expect to come back? It's got to make you feel good about Norvell and company, doesn't it? It really, really does. And folks, we'll be bringing back the state of the FS Union in the new year. We'll be having discussions with all as well. Trey Wollen coming back. We'll hopefully bring in on Ingram Smith, the new president of the Balazan Collective, and also the member of Nolcast, Max 2 as well. We want to bring on Coach AB. We want to bring on everybody. So please comment down below which FSU media personality you want to come on and give us their thoughts on the team and on the program. But that's it for today. Happy Friday. Enjoy the weekend. That was Dave. This is Drake, and we'll see y'all next time on Locked On Seminoles. Take care, everybody. Don't know. Hey, these damn kids. We want to...